Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Welcome to Morning Footy. Happy Wednesday. And when I say happy, I mean, look at this desk. Are you kidding me? This is so great. <laughs> Susanna Collins alongside Jordan Angeli. We've got Christine Cupo, Alexis Guerreros, Ali Trost Martin with the headlines. Alexis, you lucky, lucky dog. Yeah. Look at this. Have, <laughs> you ever, have you ever been in the company of such beautiful women all at once? I know your wife Donna is a is an absolute G and a yeah. and a smoke show. But Thank you. I mean the volume the volume of beauty right now no, for you. I, I mean, are you just what is this like for you? I feel like Charlie on Charlie's Angels. This is <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, yeah, when I, you I, said I, my I, name, a lot of dudes watching went boo. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, this is great. This never happens. Like I I'm I'm always outnumbered at this desk, and this feels really Fantastic. So yeah, I know. Everyone's looking show. at me. I feel ganged up on already. <laughs> My opinions are going to be shot down quick today. This is, this is, this is, it's, it's going to be. a check, right? Yeah. Check. It's going to be fun. Um, how are we all? How are we feeling good. on good. Wednesday? Yeah. yeah, feels good. Middle yeah. of the week. There were a lot of games. <laughs> a lot a lot is an understatement. Either. <laughs> there's a lot yeah, of games. Yeah, there's. A lot to talk about today. At we least do. 19 yesterday just for. Uh, It is amazing because, you know, we obviously do the show in the morning and then you're like, oh, we're done. And it's like, no, you're not done because you're going to have to go home and watch about 12 more hours (laughs) of of soccer (laughs) so that you can prepare for the next day's show. But we are lucky to do it and I'm not mad at it. So on that note, let's get into uh, some Champions League qualifiers, shall we? Because we had um, a bunch of matches yesterday. So let's look at some of the results. Here we go. Galatasaray advance. They win 2-1 over Molda. We're going to get into those highlights in just a bit. Panathinaikos lose to Braga, who advance. uh, And Young Boys beat Maccabi Haifa 3-0. Today we've got three matches to look forward to. We have AEK Athens taking on Royal Antwerp. FC Copenhagen taking on Rakao and PSV versus Rangers. You can watch that match right here on the Galazzo Network at 3 p.m. Eastern. All right, so let's get into these highlights from Galatasaray and Molda. Galatasaray had the 3-2 advantage heading into this one, Jordan. Yeah, and it was a yellow card early for this foul in the box. I think it was a little 
I don't know. That happens often, but it's right in front of the referee. I think he had to make the call. It goes for a penalty. And then Mauro Icardi steps up, puts it away, puts the home team and the loud fans up early. It was loud in there, guys. They needed it because they weren't playing too well in the beginning. No. They certainly sold the uh, foul, got the penalty. But, wow. yo, Molde came to play. They did. They made it interesting. Eric Hestead, you saw him score a goal. And then Angelino gets the deflection. Yeah. What a lucky oh, strike. Oh, my goodness. This would have been mayhem if Galatasaray would have lost. But I do want to say, Molde, absolutely. We're passing the ball, moving around. Yeah. If you look through some of the fan chats on Twitter and stuff, people were saying, like, bro, Galatasaray fans are like, we should be controlling the ball. We should be passing around these guys, especially in the first half. They weren't. Because they did not make it easy. No, I, I felt like Molde had a lot of really good opportunities. They actually score a goal. It's offside, but it's barely. I, I thought Galatasaray looked in moments content with their positioning didn't like def they're defending I, I just I just thought it was sloppy that's what yeah. I wrote down it was just sloppy defending mm -hmm. they put themselves in situations and I remember talking yesterday about if this is going to be a Galatasaray squad who's playing in Champions League yeah they mm -hmm. can have all the firepower going forward but if they don't shore some things up defensively it's going to be it's not going to be pretty for them. It was wild, too, because when you mentioned it when uh, Molde scored and the, the silence that came over that whole that building stadium. is only silent when it's closed. <laughs> <laughs> that is, Galatasaray Stadium is absolutely electric. And when they scored, thank God it went to, for those fans, thank God it went to, uh, you know, VAR, and they showed that it was offside because there was a moment there where they're like, anyone wearing a Galatasaray shirt Here may not, be, may not have a good time leaving. You're going to see this. And look at the amount of space. First of all, the passing, absolutely incredible. Molde, Erling Moe has done an incredible job of drilling this team, and really it's that touch. I have a feeling if he lets that go, the mm -hmm. cut is still made, and this goal counts. He puts counts. it right on yeah. That was absolutely atrocious defending, It was though. bad, and it, it started all the way at the beginning. Yeah. There was so much freedom in the midfield to just bypass five players. And then th that back line, Very nobody yeah. stepped. You hold your hand off for offside. You stop playing. Like, there were so many things where I was like, this is exactly what you're not supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing it happen at the highest level. Um, lucky it was offside because that yeah. would have been I deeply <laughs> embarrassing to be offside, offside as they score a goal that you're just twiddling yeah. your thumbs in front of. Yeah, yeah that's very U8. 101. It felt bad. <laughs> and we're talking about a Molde that had to make two subs in the, in the 21st and 22nd minute mm -hmm. because of injury in their midfield. So we're talking about backups. I mean, this is, and we talked about the, the, the gap in value, right? What was the number? Something like 26 million? Yes, for, for 200 219 million. 219 million for Galatasaray, 26 million for Molde. Yeah. The, the, the amount of players that, that Galatasaray brought in, the big names, the players we all know, sure, there's players like Mauro Icardi who, you know, inconsistent. Some of the fans are just waiting for him to mess up. But against a team like Molde, you should be controlling well, it. He has five goals in his last mm -hmm. four games. And we talked about him. We talked about the, the attacking power that this, this Galatasaray team has. And I want to go back to circle back to a point that you made. Yeah. Um, are they – okay, so they, they're in Champions League now. Can they, can they compete with – the European giants. Can they compete with the big clubs? That's in this why they were built. Competition. Yeah. That's but, I mean, why I'd say why not. I feel like Champions League competition is unlike any other because it's kind of a wild card fest, yeah. right? You're like, you are getting the best of the best, essentially, but sometimes it's just not your day. Yeah. Right? You, it's a lot of giants get slayed in that competition. Sometimes you get real unpredictability. Galatasaray are, are never, I think you can't count anybody out, really. Yeah. No. They tried this once before. A decade ago, they went and got Didier Drogba, mm -hmm. Wesley Snyder. Snyder yep. was 
epic in a, in a Galatasaray shirt. I mean, still beloved there. Uh, and it didn't work. They, I think they got bumped down the round of 16. So this shows that this isn't the, the, the best way forward. But for Molde, now Molde, Panathiakos, and Maccabi uh, Haifa all get knocked down into Europa. Mm -hmm. And the way Molde played against Galatasaray, I'm either Galatasaray it. is really bad or Molde might make a little bit of a run <laughs> yeah, in make this Europa. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, Galatasaray is $19.7 million dollars. Richer. I actually looked it up. The difference for the final, UCL final, 15.5. This was last season. For Europa, 4.6 million euros. Wow. It's a real big But hey, Molde, <sighs> that's, a good, that's a good chunk for you. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're 26 oh, million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's transition over to uh, probably the biggest match of today. We've got some midweek MLS action to look forward to. And Inter Miami will be hosting Nashville. SC. If you recall, these two teams faced off in the League's Cup final. It was an epic one that went into penalties. Inter Miami win it in the PK shootout. They take home their first piece of hardware. And interestingly enough, that trophy is going to be presented tonight Oof. in front of the team that they beat. And <laughs> that is so petty. That is so petty. I know. But I refuse to it. believe that that standard that, that now has just been developed is now a new custom. You like it. Though, I'm sorry. I do. I love it. I Before love the it. show started, all the conversation in the green room was about Love Island and all these shows. And you're saying you don't want this drama? All Listen, I, I was drama. not a party to that conversation, but I do appreciate all of the footballing drama. Yeah. Like, I need more of that. Maybe we need to infuse more Love Island-esque yeah. escapades into the football world. Cooper, Always. Cooper, you're from Jersey. We know you want the drama. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up. Well, let's talk about this matchup, though, because uh, Nashville is coming off a really tough loss to Ooh. Atlanta, where they uh, they got thumped 4-0. Second worst loss in their history. Yes. They don't give up that many no. goals. Um, so that was a, a strange to see. And then we have Inter-Miami, who continue to roll. Um, they got the 2-0 win over the New York Red Bulls in what was Lionel Messi's first actual MLS match, which is strange to say because he's played in now 11 matches, but they were all cup matches. I got so, so many texts about I that. Know, it's, I know. How's he making his debut? It's he's funny because we've all been in and around Major League Soccer, so we understand like the crazy nuances about it, but people are like, wait, what? This is yeah. what do you, Why do you keep yeah. saying it's his first game? It's not his first game. It's like, well, technically. Yes. And they just won a trophy and they're still the exactly. well, not anymore. Like they're not all the of the Europeans anymore. now tuned in for Messi that are wildly confused, and I'm thoroughly enjoying yeah. that dialogue yeah. online. What do you, so wait, he just won the league? I thought they were the worst team in the league. I don't, I'm like, no, 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 leagues, cup. Yeah. League's Cup yeah. is not league. And then throw in U.S. Right. Open US Cup. Open yeah. Cup. Yeah. They're so confused. That cups. I yeah. hope that they, they end like up trophies. down a weird, weird <laughs> rabbit hole. And welcome. Welcome, I know. Friends. Welcome, welcome to soccer. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to the League of Chaos. We are glad that you're here. Um, no, it is. It's a lot of fun. But this is, um, Messi was rested in that game against Red Bulls. He did not make the start. What do you think Tata Martino is going to do in this one? Because we keep saying that, like, oh, this is going to be a test for Inter-Miami, and then they go out and do the thing. So Nashville, I think, coming off that loss is going to be extra motivated. They're going to be salty because they're presenting that trophy that they wanted. How, how are you approaching this game if you're Tata? 
Well, I think and Nashville is going to feel very confident in the way that they played Miami. But I think they have been the best team against 100%. Miami since Messi's inclusion, since Jordi Alba has been there and Busquets. The way that Nashville played against Busquets in particular, I thought was really smart. They tried to eliminate him from the game. It, then, you know, if you eliminate one player, one of the things that happens is you just create more space around somebody else. And um, it doesn't matter if Messi has space around him or not. He can invent space. Right. And he can find a way to score a goal. Yeah, yeah so which I, he showed that against Messi the Red Bulls. Is just yes. like yeah, but he's shown that against every him. single team. And, and against true. Nashville. Every, every single team. Players around okay, him when he, he is a cheat code. What I will say, though, is obviously everyone's looking. Are you going to rest Messi? No, they're not. No. Okay, mm-hmm. Because the reality of it is they're still a bottom-of-the-table team in MLS, and they need to make up a lot of leeway. 11 games and you're at home. 11 right. games. And so, you know what? They got like, three in there. So. He'll play. He'll play. He'll play. Actually, will he start? Yes. Yeah. He'll start. I, I he'll don't play. think he will, and the reason why is Zimmerman is still injured. Walker Zimmerman is still injured. Uh, that's uh, that's the focal point of your, def- of, of your defense. I honestly don't think you even need Messi for a full 90 minutes in order to beat Nashville if they don't have Walker Zimmerman. Mm. Interesting. I, I do hope that they play the 4-3-3, though, and, yeah. and not the three-back that Tata has been playing with. I understand they're getting these U-22 players or trying to bring them into the mix. It didn't look convincing the, the times that we saw. It's a very defensive look. They've been on the front foot for so much of the time with these new players mm-hmm. in. I would like to see them in that 4-3-3 going at um, – this Nashville squad, especially at home. You know, this is a different drive pink stadium now that Messi yeah. and company are there. It, it is a hard place to play. So I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to see Messi start, play, play 45, 60 minutes, see if you yeah. can get up on, get a good lead because Walker Zimmerman's not in the game mm-hmm. and, and be more on the front foot as opposed to like, because I think Messi's making it up. Want, on I think the he's going to want to play. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. they are yeah. home. And I will They're say, home. if somehow Nashville wins this, we might see the beginning of a new rivalry. I, yeah, right. I, I'm, which I think would be would be pretty interesting. Also, Nashville they started out the season really, really well, and they've kind of they've sort of always been sort of in and around that top four, and they've dropped mm-hmm. down a little bit. And I think that this is going to be this could be a really big statement yeah. game because I think that they are absolutely a playoff team, but they want to have you know what it's like at the end of the season in MLS. You mm-hmm. want to yeah. get that momentum. You need to have a good yeah. stretch of games to. as you head into the postseason. And so mm-hmm. for Nashville, I think they're going to be looking at this match to kind of get themselves going. And again. My, Miami defensively hasn't been solid, and they've. No. Nashville gets Jacob Schaffelberg back, who uh, has been a really good way. Been he's so he's been able fun. to unlock defenses. So I do think it's going to be a little bit different of a game than it was last time. I know. Excited for this one. 7.30 tonight, Apple TV+. Plus. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. Allie Trost-Martin will be back with some headlines when we come back. Stick around. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We start today's headlines in the Premier League with the English FA charging Liverpool captain Virgil van Dijk over his reaction to drawing a red card during their 2-1 win over Newcastle on Sunday. Van Dijk was booked for 
denying Alexander Isak a goal-scoring opportunity in the first half and protested referee John Brooks's decision to dismiss him from the match. The FA confirmed yesterday it's alleged that the defender acted in an improper manner and or used abusive and or insulting words towards a match official after being sent off in the 29th minute. He has until Friday to provide a response to the charge. From one star center back set to miss time to another, Rafael Varane looks set for a spell on the sidelines after becoming the latest Man U player to go down with an injury. According to multiple reports, the French defender could miss up to six weeks with an injury suffered during United's recent 3-2 win against Nottingham Forest. Varane came off at halftime with an undisclosed injury and joins a list of injured United players that includes Mason Mount, Luke Shaw, Tyrell Malasia, and Rasmus Hoyland. Those injuries have Eric Tenhag lining up a lone bid for Chelsea defender Mark Kukorea, and Varane's injury could force United to keep Harry Maguire after spending the summer trying to sell the former club captain. In Americans abroad transfer news, U.S. men's national team striker Jordan Pifak is on the move. According to multiple reports, Pifak is finalizing a loan move to Borussia Mönchengladbach after a disappointing first season with Union Berlin. Pifak scored four goals for a Union side that finished fourth in the Bundesliga and qualified for the Champions League, but he scored just one goal after September. He'll now join fellow American Joe Scally at Gladbach. Union Berlin is set to play in the Champions League for the first time and features another American in Brennan Aronson. In women's soccer news, it is the end of an era for Megan Rapinoe, who is set to play in her last game with the U.S. women's national team next month in a friendly against South Africa on September 24th at uh, Soldier Field in Chicago. U.S. soccer confirmed on Tuesday that the South Africa friendly would be Rapinoe's final national team match. Rapinoe officially announced her retirement from professional soccer in July, with her final match likely to come when OL Reign season concludes this fall. And in U.S. men's national team news, the roster for the U.S. men's national team's upcoming September friendlies will be announced later today. And Greg Berhalter made headlines this week by revealing he has yet to speak to Gio Reyna since being rehired as a U.S. men's national team head coach. In an interview with Vanity Fair, Berhalter admitted to speaking to almost every other key player in the pool, but was waiting to consult mediation specialists before meeting with Reyna to repair the relationship that was damaged after Reyna's parents attempted to have Berhalter fired and after Berhalter revealed that Reyna's behavior at the World Cup nearly led him to, to being sent home early. So uh, that is the latest on that. Pretty crazy stuff. Reyna has been injured since the CONCACAF Nations League finals in June and only recently returned to training, making it unlikely that he is called up for September friendlies. Alexis, should we be talking about the roster and who we'd like to see right now? Like, that should be the topic of conversation. But I feel like this Reyna... Burhalter saga is dominating the headlines yet again. Yeah, I mean, look, they rehired uh, Greg Burhalter, which almost every player had come out and said they wanted him back. They liked the way they played. Everyone except Gio Reyna. We all know the drama of what <laughs> happened with Gio Reyna. You know, there's what you rehire Greg Burhalter. I would have assumed the first thing would be to the olive branch. Yeah. To Giorena. The first order first of business is to squash this. I've spoken to yeah, Giorena yeah. more than he has <laughs> in this time. I held his crutches on the airplane. What are you waiting <laughs> for? Not, not talking to Vanity Fair, which feels also strange. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's a I, very I mean, odd I feel situation. like this also is like such a bizarre news item to get kind of blown out of proportion. Like it's assumed that there would be a mediator and other people involved in kind of mending fences. A mediator, but like Christine, more 
more, I'd say, more readily available earlier in the process than right now. How fraught is this yeah. relationship, though, that a mediator I don't know. is and that's going what I'm saying. to like, get what kind involved? Of, like, what do you mean you, you don't know, You can't just bro? pick up the phone? His mother tried to get him fired. That's I know that. Huge... So here's the thing. My understanding, just acknowledging that there was a consultancy and whatnot involved in going through the processes in rehiring Greg and mm -hmm. all that. There's going to be a lot of legal tape involved there in every single action, both small and large, especially with eyes on Greg constantly. So I understand moving cautiously. Sure. I just don't know why this needed to be a quote that ended up getting dropped in the end of I'm August you in knew, advance You this. knew that these friendlies were coming up. Right. You had all of this time. I mean, the yeah. Greg Berhalter announcement came out in June. We were there. We were mm -hmm. at League's Cup when it happened. You have had months to squash this. And it's still, the fact that it's it's still out there and it's still this sort of toxic thing that is just disrupting Looming, the ether yeah. over there, it, it, it's yeah. really, it's it's pretty disappointing, I think. And, and just I as a say, leader, I, I think that's crazy as a leader. You know, you're not just leading would, Gio Reyna, but you're 100%. leading a whole squad of players, of staff, of everything. You need to co confront those situations, and it's not going to be comfortable, but to push it off is never going to yeah, make anything I don't, better. I think from my perspective, I don't think that the onus is entirely on him. I think a lot of this is also going to be U.S. soccer holding things up because they are going to have to. I think having dealt with um, business management consulting in my past, they're never doing this as a lone mission. Mm -hmm. So everything is probably a form for a form for a form to get things done, <laughs> which has probably slowed things, yeah. which is sometimes wildly unnecessary, but it is necessary to mitigate some of the potential legality of it's it. It's huge. And I will say, look, I mean, I think you're right. I think there's, there's a lot of steps that have to go through. I think we all would have expected that those steps have been gone through, and we've gotten to them at least being in a room together and speaking, mm -hmm. whether there's people mm -hmm. watching, whether there's yeah. a ref involved, something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you expect that they would have at least yeah. been able to communicate. What I will say that from the way it looked in Nations League, Gio Reyna will be the most important player on the U.S. men's national team come the 2026 World Cup. Injuries, a lot of things can happen. But if what we saw in the Nations League is real, this is the player you need to have on your side. You need to have a good relationship. You don't need to have the best relationship. You need to be able to get the best out of him, whether mm -hmm. that's you guys like each other but are amicable or you hate each other. Oh, I'm sorry, you like each other or you hate each other mm -hmm. and you're amicable. Whatever it is, you need to find a way to get the best out of this player yeah. because he's clearly important to this team and what we do in 2026. That's such a good point. Okay, yeah. Alexis, I'm, you've talked to Gio Reyna. Mm -hmm. The homie. I'm I know. To say. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. If you're Greg Berhalter, uh -huh. how would you have handled this situation? Oh, it's a great question. Uh, one, unblock him uh, from my <laughs> cell phone. Uh, that's the first. <laughs> and I think, yo, Gio Reyna from the New York, New Jersey bing, area. Bing. So is Greg Berhalter. <laughs> yo, meet me at a meet me at a, a white diner. Manor. Meet yeah. me at White Manor. Actually, that's probably a more go, peace treaty right? signing. Middle is like Atkins yeah. We're gonna meet in the middle. Let's uh, let's have a couple sliders. We'll do a couple doubles, and we'll uh, we'll drink some uh, high octane sodas and see if we can resolve this before the burgers slip, the grease <laughs> rips the bag and the burgers fall out. That might be the only way. That's like the perfect, like flip the hourglass, yeah. but it's like the white man, a burger yeah. right. bag. Vanity Fair is just going to be standing outside there waiting for the pictures of this happening. <laughs> right. I, I, look, my, that would have been my plan B on how I was going to propose to my wife. So I think it worked. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
Oh my lord. So alliance building at White Manor. I'm yes. here for it. I we should try it. Too. It's a team building activity. It's great. Better than Greg Berhalter. Take some notes. Um, <laughs> White Manor could solve all problems. <laughs> all right, we're going to take another break. Um, we are looking ahead to some midweek MLS action on the other side. Stick with us. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Welcome back. We've got some midweek MLS action to look forward to tonight. Here's a look at the fixtures on tap. Atlanta United taking on FC Cincinnati. We've got Inter-Miami, Nashville SC, New England Revolution taking on the New York Red Bulls, Toronto, Philadelphia, Houston versus Columbus, St. Louis City versus FC Dallas, Portland taking on Rail Salt Lake, and San Jose hosting the LA Galaxy. You can watch all those matches on Apple TV+. Plus. Let's dive into Atlanta versus Cincy. This is the sixth-place team in the East taking on the first-place team. Atlanta currently on a very good run of form. They are unbeaten in their last six games. They've scored six goals in their last two games. Jordan, they seem to be getting hot at just the right time. You know, you're kind of approaching this home stretch of the MLS season, and we spoke about it in the first segment about how important it is to get that momentum behind your back. What do you like about the way Atlanta have been playing? I like that they brought in four big signings in the, the trade window. And those signings are really helping Tiago Almada be who he can be. Just giving giving him some space in the midfield to create. But they brought in two wingers. One of them, Sean Da Silva, a Portuguese winger. But they also brought in a Georgian international, a DP, Saba Lobja. Lobjanitsa. Hey. Real good. If you saw the spelling of that, honestly. Yeah. Lobjanitsa, thank you. I'll, I'll be here all morning. Um, but what these two players are, can do, which Atlanta hasn't really had this year, is they – they can work in multiple ways. They can stretch the back line. They can get in 1v1, but also they can tuck in the pocket. So it gives Almada the opportunity to be the assist guy. He has 13 assists on the season. Yeah. So I, I feel like this is what they needed. Atlanta sold a lot of people, or they moved a lot of people early in the season. Now they're bringing in some key players. It hasn't gone right for them in transfer windows as of late. But it feels like there's a little reinvigoration here. I'm sure United fans are happy about that um, in Atlanta at the Benz. But they, their longest streak of the year has been four games, three wins and a draw. Yeah. It was at the beginning of the year. So mm. it's been like this. Yes. And uh, we'll see. I think tonight is really important to have a good performance against the FC Cincinnati squad who – if they do something right, it's how they defend. It's how they are unified in their defensive um, effort and then can hit you on the counter crazy. So I, I'm, I really think it's going to be an interesting match. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. and, and if you look at it, being in Atlanta, 
the fan base, there's such a different history between the two. You almost feel like Atlanta set the bar almost way too high those first few seasons. <laughs> well, they came in really, really high. I mean, high. they were they they had like an extraordinary, the MLS out. yeah, extraordinary entry to the league. Yeah. And I feel like because they came in winning too, mm-hmm. they picked up so many fans so fast outside of the already pre-existing fans that everybody had this expectation mm-hmm. that was I would argue maybe a little bit too high. Yeah, it's and just not FC sustainable. FC Cincinnati right? fans feel like they watch the game with just one eye. You know, like, are we good for real? Like, yeah. is for real? Because we've been winning a lot of wooden spoons they in our tenure here. The exact opposite yeah. starts to their MLS campaigns. Yes. Like, I mean, like you couldn't. It couldn't be more different mm-hmm. the, and stark. So and that pressure on the players yeah. might be a little different. And also for me, I still feel. Like, Brendan Vasquez, only four goals on the season, big-name player, plays really well with the men's national team at different levels. I'm expecting him to really pick up a lot of the slack because it still feels, while no one's been able to figure it out, if you stop Lucho Acosta, you stop this team. He's their top scorer and their top assister. If you stop him, there's a chance you could beat this team, even though they're the best in the league. There's a chance you could beat this team where now Atlanta with all these new players who I'm not going to name because I can't pronounce it. There's a couple of people that you now have to be worried about. Right, but there's a reason why Lucho Acosta has yes. 12 goals in 24 matches and eight assists. Mm-hmm. So good luck stopping That's him. what I'm saying. If you, you can know, figure like... it out, at least there's a, there's a simpler idea there than there is to this new Atlanta. Well, let's, let's talk about uh, that, that battle between Acosta and Tiago Almada because these are arguably two of the best attacking midfielders that we have in Major League Soccer. Here's a side-by-side. I mean, it's, it's pretty even when you look at the contributions that they have made to their clubs. If you are a GM, who, which player would you rather build your club Around Lucha, Lucha. I'm, I'm extremely. You're, Lucha you're very, you're yeah. very Lucha. aggressively Why, Lucha. Christine? Um, I don't, the obviously, they're both. <laughs> it's the neck the tat, to be honest. Like I know he's got more goals in him just based on the neck tat, but uh, but I digress. No, um, he's just obviously both outstanding players. I just think he has a few more of like the intangible qualities that Almada doesn't have, you know. And I just he excites me. What can I say? Like I just like him as a player. Um, he's fun to watch. Consistent, too. Yeah, super consistent. You can set a clock by him. Um, and I also am a little bit biased because I'm very uh, Cincinnati biased. Are you? Oh, is yeah. that why you wore the I mean, the, the uh, perhaps orange? accidentally. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I just, I think they're having a remarkable season. They all are. In, even splitting their entire squad across multiple competitions at once, they've probably made it look easier than it is for any MLS side to conquer any of that and come as far as they had. So um, I'm hoping for big things still from FC Cincy. For me, it'd probably have to be Almada. He's yeah. a lot younger, 22 years old versus 29. Uh, Experience. And, yeah, but how much are you going to sell Lucho Costa for? Not as much as you could sell to Oh, you're already on to the sales. And, but of course I'm he talking, is. Like, I was just told if I started a team, the immediately I'm thinking of business. Here. Okay? You already if, dropped numbers earlier. <laughs> Listen, you got to – Okay, but you can bring in younger members of the squad if you have a Lucho because he knows what he's doing. He's got the lay of the land. Then you do lose some of that wisdom, which you he's can also, yeah, which you've like, seen with Tiago Almada. Anointed by Messi in that little last match mm. with it. Hey, well, hold on. They both, right? Come on, Tiago Almada won a World Cup. I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's true. 
So, I, look, I, personally, I would start with Almada and build around him. I think you can't go wrong whichever player you choose. I think mm -hmm. they're both extremely dynamic. I'm excited for Lucho Acosta to get his green card. Come on, play for the Miss National yes. team. Uh, <laughs> the US Miss National team. I'm excited for, for that. But Can honestly, you get an Almada American Younger, flag tat next oh, to dude, right, Valentina? <laughs> Valentina, and then the American flag. A little eagle on the side. They have moments, too, where that you can see the similarities as a 10, mm -hmm. how they get out of, like, crazy spots yeah it, like their ability on the ball to get out of pressure situations is top-notch but I'm going with, I'm going with Almada, Almada. As well. yeah, yeah. The, the youth I think that there's just so much more they can build but it's it's similar in a lot of ways with these players their ability on set pieces too yeah <laughs> yeah crazy no, I, I I I see all all the points I do like the consistency of Lucho Acosta though I just think this is a guy who like consistently produces and does his role so well, um, I also just want to give a shout out to Cincinnati, who, you know, they got eliminated in that U.S. Open Cup uh, semifinal to enter Miami. They came back and get a 3-0 win over NYCFC. Sorry, <clears throat> Alexis. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's that, I think that's a that's a good a good indication of, yeah. of their their mindset. And they're clearly on a mission to to win some hardware this year. And they've got MLS Cup in their sights defensively. I can't get over how much stronger they are. That used to be their Achilles heel. They Miasco. used to leak goals. Just, oh my goodness. So um, but they have, Pat Noonan has done a pretty remarkable job of just shoring the whole thing up and that team has such a clear identity. So it's going to be a good one. Who's going to win? Um, I, I would probably say, I think uh, Atlanta will. Uh -huh. uh, and also I just want to say uh, goodbye to uh, Maxime Schnoe who's leaving NYCFC. Oh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They're really sad. Happy ton. Yeah. yeah. You're forever a blue. Champ. Cameras sad, over here. Sad. Forever a blue. Mm -hmm. Draw. I think it's going to be a draw, too. Draw? Yeah, I think it's going to be a 2-2 two -two or something. Mm -hmm. Like, Some a lot weird. of goals. Yep. I think Cincy's going to win. All right. Really? Going, yeah, on the road. Spiritually, I would like them to win because they're good at that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be a weird draw. It is tough to play in the bends, though. Um, that place is amazing when it's mm -hmm. all full. Ooh! Let's so go. Fun. All right, guys, we're going to take another break. We are chatting some Champions League qualifiers when we come back. It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with a pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. So Rangers in their usual blue, PSV looking to extend their 100% start to the season. Really good pressure, this is now Sima, a brilliant Abdullah Sima has given Rangers the lead. Delivered with real intent, here's Saibari, lets it go, Sankara equalises. Looking for the ball across for Matondo, beautifully put away, what a flowing Rangers counter that was. Swung over and headed in by Luke de Jong. The Rangers lead. Didn't last long at all. Welcome back.
Welcome back. Champions League qualifiers wrap up today. Here's a look at the results from yesterday and the fixtures that we have to look forward to today. It's going to be Galatasaray, Braga, and Young Boys moving on. And today, AEK Athens take on Royal Antwerp. FC Copenhagen take on Rakao and PSV host Rangers. Again, you can watch right here on the Galazzo Network at 3 p.m. Eastern. Just a reminder, here is what is at stake in these qualifiers. The winners advance to the UCL group stage losers move on to the Europa League group stage and here's the big one 19.7 million dollars up for grabs so if you qualify that's a that's a whole lot of coin yeah. <laughs> that you're collecting so no pressure uh, but we've got three final spots left to fight for and we've got a a big one in PSV taking on Rangers um, this is they're tied 2-2 on aggregate which makes this even tastier who would it be more disastrous for if they didn't make it to the champions league jordan oh goodness I, that, that's a good question it kind of has me stumbling because <laughs> yeah. you know it would be so big for rangers being able to play in champions league but i it felt like the way that PSV was playing in that first leg do dominated the ball. 500, over 500 passes to 150-ish to mm -hmm. Rangers. Like, they just had the ball, had it often. They need to be better in their decision-making in the final third because they weren't creating a ton. But this Ranger squad can be dangerous because they are willing to defend. That's what they showed. They're willing to defend and sit back and hit you on the counter. A picture-perfect counterattack that they scored on. I kind of feel like it would be more disastrous, and maybe this is my American bias with the Americans on PSV, <laughs> if they don't make it. Mm -hmm. Because it would be awesome to see those players like Tillman, Pepe, and Dest play in the Champions League. So I'm going to be more disastrous for PSV mm -hmm. if they don't make it. I think that's a rational argument to yeah. make. Christine, how do you feel about it? It's 50-50, right? Yeah. Yeah, I... <laughs> I feel like it's, it's equally disastrous depending upon how you look at it. Obviously, nobody wants to get bounced out of Champions League. Like, no. Everybody dreams of that. And, of course, every romantic piece of football writing this week is going to be about, you know, how we're going to do this. And, and if we're going American-sided, yeah, it's, it's going to be PSV. Um, but I feel like if, if we're looking at, like, the big picture, like, yeah. I feel like with Rangers history, like, it would be pretty heartbreaking for them. Yeah. I don't know. The way Rangers ended last season, I think Europa, and that's where they would go if they lose, mm -hmm. uh, would be a good level for them. I think it's a good opportunity for them to have maybe an, an extended stay in a European competition versus, if we're going to be honest, and, you know, shouts to all the fans over at Ibrox, I think Champions League might be a step above where they are right now, and I think it would be an early exit for them. Mm. Um, I think PSV... You know, players like Johan Bokayaku, just absolutely electric. When he gets in the box, he is absolutely dangerous. Players like that, and again, I'm not even mentioning the Americans, but sure, if you even add the Americans, Ernie Stewart now taking charge of this team, getting them into a, into a Champions League feels like the right feels like the right space for them. It feels like a great competition where they can maybe make some noise. And also, if they do get a Miles Robinson, getting an opportunity for some of these players to get Champions League uh, you know, uh, play would be huge, would be absolutely huge for them as a national team. And even if you remove that, PSV feels like they're on that, that, on that come up. You know, Petr Bosch is doing an incredible job at the, as a coach there. I love the way they play. They are electric to watch. 
I think it would be great for them to mm -hmm. be in Champions League. Yeah, that experience I think would be would be invaluable. Also keep in mind, uh, PSV were eliminated at the stage last year mm -hmm. by Rangers. By Rangers, yeah. So there's A little bit of a vendetta. Yeah, there's oh. going to be some revenge on your mind. I, it's interesting because I'm, you're talking about all these Americans now. Do you remember the way that we spoke about Leeds last year? Mm -hmm. yes. We had the influx of American players in the Premier League. Well, we now have a bunch of Americans playing in the Eredivisie. And so is, is PSV now the new Leeds? Like if, 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 if American fans are looking for a European club to support, does it make sense that PSV should be the one that they adopt? I would argue Milan yeah. But, okay. If you says, hate Syria, then PSV yeah. is for you. If, if you hate Syria, we, we need to talk. But yeah. that's, that's a whole other topic for the day. But yeah, I think that, yeah, sure, there's going to be an, an influx of Americans that continue to come, like a wave, I think, because it's getting way more normalized, right? Mm -hmm. Eventually, we're not going to be celebrating these small victories like, hey, our guys are playing abroad. Right. Um, I, I think that... Um, in terms of just competition and otherwise, yeah, I think that AC Milan, hands down, are going to be a lot more fun to watch, or Juve. Yeah. There's always been players playing abroad, but I think yeah. it's cool that they're playing on the, on the same team, yeah. that they're, they're growing and learning in these big moments together because the, I, I feel like that's very transferable. Then you bring that to, you know, you think about Reem and Robinson together in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. they, they play next to each other on the men's national team as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Like playing every game during your club season and then, transferring that to the men's national team. Uh, it, it's just, as an American fan, a fan of this men's team, the, the growth that we've seen of them and now to see them in pockets where you can watch a few different teams and see a number of players. So, yeah, hop on the PSV bandwagon. Why not? Why not? Could you imagine Ricardo Pepe scoring a winner in Champions League? <laughs> I can. Berhalter's <laughs> back as the coach. He hung up on Berhalter, supposedly. Rumor is, again, allegedly, everything allegedly. You know. <laughs> well, uh, they have a mediator <laughs> so they can yeah, work yeah, yeah. Could you imagine that? Just adding that fuel to this fire? Oh, God, come okay, on. Okay, so arguably, let's say PSV make it, all right? Uh -huh. Then they play AC Milan, and they play Pulisic and Musa. Uh-huh. Who am I rooting for? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm just rooting for, uh, for a, good time. a good game, everyone. We'll, we'll, we'll Apple slices, uh, banana, what is it, orange slices at the end of the game. Banana slices? Yeah, I don't know, dude. No, hey, I don't want Alexa, them to get cramps. Obviously overly athletic and experienced yeah. in every sport. Did you not hear me slices. talk about burger grease <laughs> about like four minutes ago? He did. Yeah. He did. Dripping down his arm. It was very yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> the visuals yeah. there. Okay. Predictions for this one. Put you all on the spot. How does this go down? Who who advances? I think PSV get retribution. Uh -huh. I think they go through. Yeah. I think yes. But I think the last time that they met, wasn't there a huge debacle about, like, Rangers' arrival last year because mm -hmm. they swarmed the bus? Yes. And they were like, there was no delay of game. Yes. You're messing with us. So who knows? That it, did I could be tipped in chaos. PSV's Are we yeah. predicting chaos? Yes. She wants the drama still. Yeah. She's just bringing it back into all right. the situations. <laughs> Christine just over here. Yeah. Like, Shh, bringing a little jersey in there. Uh, why not? I, yeah, PSV. I, I think I think Rangers do find a way to get on on the score sheet. Yeah. Um, but Based on what we saw last game, yeah. I think that this is going to be tight. I think it's, this is going to be incredible. It was very tight. back and forth. Yeah. yeah. But I think PSB take it. Yeah. Same. At home.
Same, same. Yeah. Um, well, tomorrow, guys, right here on the Galazzo Network, we are going to have the Champions League group stage draw. We're going to find out how it will all shake out. Our coverage starts tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern, again, right here on the Galazzo Network. All right, we are going to take another break. We are chatting about John Herdman's move to Toronto FC and what that means for both Canada and TFC after the, a quick break. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.